Good morning and welcome to the first edition of Chatterbox Radio. I'm your host, Michael Derrick Roberts, and in the next 30 minutes or so, we're going to unpack, dissect, debunk, and expose all the myths, the news behind the news, in a blunt, hard-hitting analysis of happenings in our community and indeed the great United States and beyond. The conceptionization for Chatterbox Radio came about from something that I learned from my great-grandmother when I was a kid. Uh, she used to say, you know, Mike, you really are a chatterbox, meaning that I was a very talkative little boy, very inquisitive. And so as a kudos to my great-grandmother, who has already passed on to the ancestors, I decided to name this program Chatterbox Radio. It has serious undertones and underpinnings, no doubt, because we are going to, in the next couple of months and years, hopefully, handle some very serious issues that are affecting the United States, indeed, the world, the global world. It looks like today we're going to hell in a handbasket or in a piss pot. Uh, to use a, 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 a more descriptive and apt phrase. Wars everywhere, unnecessary wars. The Ukraine dominates the airwaves because it's a white country and white people don't kill white people. Pardon me? Well, I remember if we look back in history, there was the Hundred Years' War between what? Great Britain and France. Well, I don't know who told Britain that it was great. It's the only country in the world uh, that, that has the, the, the descriptive adjective, adjective great before its name, Great Britain. So they're great. They, for many years, have fought wars, 100 years wars between other countries in Europe and so forth. In tribal Europe, Europe uh, believes right now that um, tribalism is only a product of Africa or, 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 dark, or places where dark people live. But the facts be told, the truth be told, is that Europe, as we know it today, is an amalgamation of tribes. Whether they're Anglo-Saxon, whether they're Welsh, whether they're, they're Danish, whether they're... Um, Iron or whatever, Caucasian or, you know, from the Caucasus Mountains, uh, whatever the names were, they were tribes. There was an amalgamation of tribes that came together over many years, many different kinds of conquests, many different brutal wars and, and skirmishes between them. And finally, that they're now a quasi-unified uh, uh, country called the European Union that took many years and a lot of pain to come together to what it is right now. But yet, these folks behaved as if they were always civilized. I tell people that at one point in time, the Great Great Britain, people were dying from cholera at an alarming rate of probably, in those days, 150,000 people a year 
from drinking the same water that they're shitting. Oh yes, that's a fact. That is a fundamental fact. But to hear them behave these days that that sort of historical past, oh, they were always great, they were always wonderful, it was all, they were always a superpower, a great power, they great Britain. And then the United States, right here, we're exceptional. The concept of U.S. exceptionalism, and the only thing that we are exceptional at doing is obfuscating history, lying about history, tinkering with our past. Oh, we are a very violent nation. Yeah, come on. You see it every day on the television. Everything is centered around violence. World Wrestling Federation. Violence. American football. Violence. Cartoons for little children. Violence. We love violence. So when the shooter in the Texas, the latest Texas massacre, at his 18 years old, he comes 18 years old, Days after his 18th birthday, he buys a legal AR-15. And let's just be very clear what an AR-15 is all about. An AR-15 is a, is a weapon of combat. It is used in war zones. It's created to do maximum damage in a war zone. Has no place in civilian hands, let alone an 18-year-old who buys it legally 300 plus rounds of ammunition legally, no questions asked, takes that weapon, enters a school with young, defenseless babies. These are babies. Have no, they, they didn't have the authority or the right to vote. They couldn't buy alcohol. They depended on mommy and daddy. They are babies. And he mows them down. What do we have? Well, Guns don't kill. People kill people. I agree with that. But people with guns kill people. Ever thought about that? And what's this about your Second Amendment right? The right to bear arms. Oh yes, shall never be infringed. Well, you probably are a well-ordered militia. And, uh, yeah. So, since you have a right to bear arms, well, probably you need to go out and buy a bazooka, or while you're at it, a Sherman tank. And better still, yet still, um, what about uh armored personal carrier? You could get them from the police departments right now. You know, you should buy one of those, because if you tell me that your guns, your AR-15, your Winchester your Colt 45s or whatever have you, is primary, are primarily used to defend you and your family against the government and other nebulous, unnamed, unsanctioned people who may come to do you and your family harm, you have a problem. Your little AR-15 can't take down an M-16 warplane or an Apache helicopter. So that is a lot of nonsense to begin with about your, 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 your right to bear arms and you're defending yourself. 
Besides, you have your rifles, your guns, what have you, locked up in a cabinet. You have gun locks. You have all kind of other things. You think a thief coming through your window late in the night, armed with a gun, is going to say, well, wait, John, I'm coming to rob you and rape your wife and daughter. So, in the interest of you're defending yourself, I'm going to wait for you to go unlock your gun cabinet, load it, and then we're going to have a go at it, shall we? It is ludicrous. It is stupid. It's fundamentally backward. But you hear this asinine debate every time it's a, a, a crackpot. Or, and I don't mean that a mentally ill person. I mean that they're emotionally scarred gets up in the morning and decide to kill a bunch of people. You hear this language by the, the gun lobbyists and those who love guns. You're listening to the first issue of Chatterbox Radio. I am your host, Michael Derek Roberts, and I want to thank Common Sense Strategies Group, this, the, the company uh, that sponsors this podcast and is going to do it every week one of Brooklyn's premier digital marketing agency, and you can reach them at www.comstradm.com. I apologize for my voice this morning. It is the season of allergies, and I am a chronic allergy sufferer, but that does not mean that, that allergies have affected my brain or the message that I am attempting to send to you or to, and to analyze things that happen in this tongue and in this country. Um, a shout out to the great people of the borough of Brooklyn. I'm a Brooklyn. I'm a Brooklynite to the bone, as we see here. <laughs> and um, of course, my partner in crime, Mr. Michael Babwa, the publisher of Caribbean Times News, the authentic voice of the Caribbean news of the Caribbean diaspora in New York City. And uh, I'm proud to be also to be, to be the editor of that great publication. So you can find us online. CaribbeanTimesNews.com. Take a look, take a li listen, get back to us, and we, we and we can be, and we'll do it. Sorry about that. You know, I'm I'm multitasking. I'm right here, and um, you know that is one of the things that we're doing. We multitasking right as we speak. Uh, uh, and and let's get back to Chatterbox Radio. Let's get back to Chatterbox Radio right about now. We were speaking before the break uh, about the, the, the issue of gun violence, the proliferation of arms uh, in the United States, and as an, as, as, as an, as an advanced Western country. Oh, well, let, let me stick a pin here. Let me talk about this concept about the West. You hear United States, British, and other politicians speaking about the West. The West, the West. The West is not a geographical concept. It's not. It is a political concept and construct designed by the United States and its allies to separate themselves from the rest of the world. The Western world has a, race, a racist undertone in that is an amalgamation of white countries. Even when you're talking about Brazil, Cuba, 
um, Nicaragua, in, and, and other countries in the so-called Western Hemisphere, they are not members of this quote-unquote West. Russia is a European country, but it's not a, but it's not considered a European country because of its adversarial relationship with the United States. When the United States speaks about the West, it's not speaking about Japan, even though it, it, it has logged in Japan, which is not in, 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 its, in its sphere of influence as part of it. It logs in also South Korea as part of this so-called Western Alliance. It has, it has locked in Australia as part of the Western Alliance. So that the concept of the West is not a geographical one. It is basically a political one designed for ease of use for and, 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 and when you look at what those Western countries are, they're all white. And let's be honest, the white population, so-called white population, I'm using that term, there, there is no biological um, construct when it comes to white people or brown people or black people. So it, it's really one way. The, the, the term Caucasian comes from people who lived in the Caucasus Mountains in Europe. And they were supposed to be superior to everybody else, hence the concept of whiteness. And that concept was taken and elevated to an, uh, an unusual level in the United States where we now have white people and black people and brown people. We've colorized the human race to suit our own, nar our own narrow political, geographical, economic and social issues. So the North, South, East, West constructs and all these ways that we use to discriminate and to divide up the world works for one small people. I think they are about 8%, 0.8% of the world or 8% of the world. I really don't know all of, all of it. But what the, the point is, when Western countries talk about minority, when you live in the United States, for example, which can, yes, boast about a minority because the United States is still a majority white country, quote unquote. But when you take that and you and you stretch it and you talk about minority countries and minorities and minority that white race, the so-called Caucasian race, is a minority when it comes to the world. It is a minority. It's a Belgian aggressive conquistadorial uh, minority that believes that the world must remain as is. And that is the problem, especially with the United States society. In this society, the United States society, nostalgia rules supreme. United States population loves to forget. And the government and the, and the forces that run the United States are only too eager to help them escape from the excesses, the corruption, and the myth that somehow everybody in this country and this country itself is exceptional. Let us put that to the test. The top nine banks in the world right now are not United States banks. And you can look it up on Google. They're all Chinese banks. The top nine. One to nine, a Chinese bank. The U.S. lags behind most of the so-called industrial world. When it comes to educational input, they're somewhere in the 20s. 
27%, 28%, I don't remember what the numbers are. You can look that up also. You know what we are number one in? Incarcerated people. The U.S. today has more people in jail than any other country in the world. Then that's sinking. More people behind bars in the prison industrial complex than any country, north, west, east, or south in the world. That's a fact. You know the reason why that is so? Because prison is a business. The United States federal government has franchised out prison control to businesses. So that in a place like New York City where I live, the cost to keep one person in jail for a year is over $65,000. There are entire upstate New York State communities that depend exclusively for, its, for their economic survival on prisons. Now, get this. The prisoners in these upstate New York state prisons don't look like the population because those prisoners come from downstate New York where the majority of black and brown and Latino and African-American and Caribbean-American people live. So they're sentenced down here, but they serve their sentences upstate in these communities. Talk about speaking truth to power. I'm going to tell you how it works. So that prison is indeed a big business. We talk about the schools to prison pipeline in places like Brooklyn, New York, where I am and where I live, where the recidivism rate is 46 and 47%. What that means, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, and you heard it on Chatterbox Radio this morning, is that children, young black and brown boys and girls coming out of school, if they end up in the prison industrial complex system, if they end up in the law enforcement system and they went to jail, when they served their time in jail and came out, the likelihood, the chances of them returning to jail for any other for an offense that they might have committed is about 50%. Let us sink into your head. In short, prison in places like New York State is a lucrative business. And indeed, it's worse in southern states, in the United States. Prison is big business. Just like arms manufacturing and sale is a big business on a global scale. The U.S. is the largest arms supplier in the world. I like to call them the dead dealing. That's dealers in the world. Let us look at the Ukraine war. The aggressive invasion by Russia 
must be condemned. It's not something that should have happened, but it happened. What has been the so-called West and NATO alliance in response? They haven't sought peace. They don't want a ceasefire, even as Russia, a superior nation to the Ukraine, continues to pummel it and break up that nation. There are two opportunities that they see here. Let's not kid ourselves. The forces, armed shipment and armed sales by the so-called Western Alliance, it has quadrupled to the Ukraine in the next, in the last couple of, in the last hundred days. This was about, this was just about three months old. While talks about peace have stalled, while the United Nations is largely a paper, a, 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 a paper tiger, just mounting cliches, while all of that is going on, the United States Congress, both houses, have unanimously passed serious billion dollar arms sale to the Ukraine. The last count, I think it was thought to 1.8 billion or whatever, huge amount of money in arms and ammunition to Ukraine to fight a war that it cannot win. That is a boondoggle, a windfall for the military-industrial complex. It does not benefit the United States people and its people. It benefits a small group of arms manufacturers and their political cronies and lobbies in, and, and lobbyists in Congress. That is who it benefits. So there is no inclination or no, or, 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 or no desire to end this hot war right now. They're going to contain it. The U.S. is not going to send troops. They're going to station posts in Poland and make a big show about it. But they're going to contain the war in that part of the world so that it doesn't spill over to other European countries like Poland, uh, Romania, etc., etc., who border the Ukraine. They're going to contain it in the war. Russia has, continued, Russia has moved from the area of Kiev to, be, to, 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 to fight it literally in its borders, its southern borders. So the war is contained, but it works for Great Britain, Boris Johnson, whose who, 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 the economy is, is in free fall, and it works for the United States as not just a, 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 a great boondoggle for the, 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 the death dealers in the military-industrial complex, but it also helps the Biden administration to deflect from the real problems facing the United States. Problems of high inflation, runaway food costs, people cannot buy food. Problems of is a nagging and still persistent unemployment, even though people, are, 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 their unemployment rates are higher than they were last year. Problems of supply chain issue that highlight the great crisis of capitalism, US capitalism. The baby formula issue shows the vulnerability of the United States. But we've seen that before. In the early days of the COVID-19 pandemic, when the U.S. could not even supply its own, its own, its own uh, healthcare system with, with, with protective gear and other, and, and other material to fight the pandemic. That was a supply chain issue. And we should have learned from that. But we didn't. And we elected... Uh, Joe Biden, because we said Trump was uh, a, a disgrace, 
So we wanted a steady adult hand on, on the reins of power. But look at what has happened. We still have supply chain issues. We still have high gas inflation. We still have a runaway cost, uh, uh, cost of living. People cannot buy food. We still have an unemployment problem. We still have a healthcare problem. COVID is still with us, no matter the US and, and the Biden administration has moved on from COVID. COVID has not moved on for us, and it's only a matter of time before another serious wave of the virus hits us. Meanwhile, uh, companies like Pfizer and Madonna and Johnson & Johnson are making a killing with vaccine. They're making $1,000. One company is making $1,000 a minute on vaccines and other, and, and, and other medicines. It has been a boondoggle for them. And, of course, since the U.S. have moved on, all the subsidies for free vaccinations and so forth and, and so on have dried up. So now people have to pay for that again. You thought it was easy? Meanwhile, we've stopped literally the, 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 the maternal child health credit that, that, that lift millions of black people out of poverty. Black and brown and white people too. Because there are a lot of poor white people. And we're going to cover that in other subsequent issues of, of, of Chatterbox Radio. We, we're going to deal with those issues. But what has happened is we, as a nation, couldn't even give poor people $2,000 during the COVID when they lost their jobs. The best we could have done is to four high rents in places like New York. When you look at the housing courts right now, the lines are all around the block of poor people, black and brown and white people, lining up to get relief from rents because landlords are now saying, well, listen, for the last six to eight months, you paid no rent. There are people who owe things like $25,000, $30,000 in rent. And their jobs pays them about $25,000 to $30,000 a year. How are they going to pay for that? And yet, the city, the state, and the federal government seem oblivious to helping in that issue. So I'm, maybe it sounds like if I'm jumping around here, but I'm using examples to show you how the, uh, where the focus of our government and our country is. So we can find $38 billion to give to the Ukraine in arms and other material, and we can lament and we can say all kind of stuff. But you know what we can't have? We can't find $10 billion to give for reparations to black and brown people for 400 years of slavery. We can't find that. That is a problem. But we can find money for every other thing when we want. We can do it. We can find billions of dollars to bail out corporate America, social welfare. But if we talk about free health care, allowing Medicare to buy prescription drugs so that the costs of insulin and other life-saving drugs that most of America's needs comes down to a manageable rate so that people in my, in my neck of the borough, my borough right here in Brooklyn, don't have to choose between missing a meal and buying medication or missing two meals to keep a roof, to, to keep a, 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 a roof over there and their children's heads. You know what's the median 
the average, I mean, not medium, the average cut rent for an apartment in Brooklyn right now, it's $35,000. And this is not Michael Robertson chatterbox radio saying it. That is the amount of money that a major research, I think it's Zilma is the name of the, of the company that did the research right now, $3,500 $3, a month in rent. More than, more than 60% of families in New York City are paying more than 50% of their combined income in rent. You know what? And I'm, I understand a lot of landlords are small business owners and we empathize with them. But this is usurious. It's crazy. And something has, has to give. And yet still, there is no relief. The federal and city and state government couldn't care less. In another issue, I'm going to discuss the great crises of capitalism and the fact that it's not, it has never been a system designed for brown, black, and brown and black peoples. Black people were the capital in capitalism. They were slaves, sold and bartered as collateral to make to raise bank loans. These are the facts. We don't like to talk about these things. You have been listening to the first issue. I apologize for all the static, maybe, uh, and, and, and my kind of nasal uh, delivery this morning. It has to do with, with allergies. But I hope that you got the message and that you tune into Chatterbox Radio uh, on a weekly basis every week from the hours of 11 to 12. It's going to be a longer program. We're going to do it. We're doing half an hour today. Because we 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 launched this program, and we wanted your intake, and I wanted to give you this is literally the prelude, the kind of sneak preview into what Chatterbox Radio is going to be going forward. Thank you for listening. My name is Michael Roberts, and I am the host of Chatterbox Radio. And until next week at eleven a.m., have yourself a wonderful day, a wonderful weekend. And, and be strong.